the FBI has raided the house of former President Donald Trump. How in the world did we get here? I'm your host, Zach, and this is Zach's Fact Check. Guys, before we get going, and it's going to be a big episode on what we're covering today, I need to remind you to like and subscribe and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Today, especially, we're going to be covering a huge topic, and we have as much detail as out there I have tried to find, and we're going to talk about it and see if we can't clarify what is going on here. Guys, there is so much to talk about in this. Don't forget that now if you're on Spotify, you're going to be able to watch our um, episodes on Spotify. If you have a good, a strong enough internet connection, it will automatically play the video for you. You'll be able to see it uh, soon. It will be on YouTube. I will let you know when that is, when that happens. Otherwise you can continue to listen to the podcast in your normal places on Amazon, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Stitcher, anchor, you name it. Pretty much it's guaranteed to be there. Just go find it. You'll love us. Make sure your friends know about us. We need this thing to grow. We're talking about some really good information here, and we want everybody to know about it. So make sure that you like and let everybody know about it. Make sure, hey, how about this, guys? Whenever you get a good episode, whenever you're like, oh, man, I love that, let me know. Reach out to me. Give me a review on your favorite um, podcast player. Let me know what you're seeing, what you're thinking reach out to me on my website, saxfactshack.com. That's where you can reach out and find whatever we have going on. You'll be able to find it there. That's also where you can reach out to me. So go ahead and do that. It's not going to hurt you, right? Reach out to me. And let me know what you think. Now let's get going into today's episode. So the first thing we want to talk about is the massive story. Literally right after I uploaded Tuesday's episode, this news broke and it was the absolute worst time. I had just finished everything up. I was done. It was late. I was ready for bed. And that's when I saw all of this break loose and there was no way to cover it. And in fact, I think it was a good thing that I didn't cover it that night because there was so much confusion about what had happened. It's been a few days. We have a little more information. So hopefully I'll be able to give you accurate info in what we're talking about today. First off, let's talk about what actually went down. So on Monday night, former President Trump issued a statement uh, that said simply enough that the FBI had raided his Mar-a-Lago house and that they were searching and ransacking the place. We come to find out that he was informed by his son, Eric Trump, who had been called by I believe the general manager of Mar-a-Lago after they had been kicked out of the property. When the FBI, the FBI were on its way about 45 minutes or so before they got there, they notified the secret service who was there that they were coming and to not interfere. The secret service did not notify anybody on the property until right as the FBI agents were arriving. When the FBI agents got there, they then apparently kicked everyone out, demanded that the re, the re, uh, security footage or security cameras be turned off 
and they refused to let anyone see the warrant that granted them the ability to be there. I don't know if that makes this a legal search or not. I don't know those rules. I don't know the law on that. But what I do know is if, if you're at a point where you won't let the people see why you're there on the warrant, I think we got a problem. Now, what were they searching for? The media will tell you that it was for the classified documents that he was mishandling. And the reality of the matter is that that's not what they were looking for. That's not what they were going after. What they were doing is when President Trump left the office, he took documents with him. Now, the I believe it's the Presidential Records Act said that all of the public documents, so the, the official documents that the president works with, signs, whatever, have to be kept and archived by the National Archives, and that they, they would go into that archive system. Apparently, Trump took documents that he said were personal and were not official, and he took it with him uh, and decided that they were that was his and that he could have that and that that was, a, that was fine and dandy, no problems there, that he should be able to use that as he saw fit. The National Archives disagreed. They said that this was official documents, it was classified documents, and he couldn't have them because he wasn't president anymore. Now, here's the thing. The president is able to declassify anything that he wants to at any moment that he wants to, period. He's able to do that. Now, I don't know if he did. I don't know if he intended to, if he was, I don't know. But he took those documents with him. They said that, they, that he couldn't have it. He disagreed. They were in, going back and forth in an argument, in a uh, negotiation of sorts. They already sent people down there to look. And they had decided, apparently the Trumps thought that everything was good, no, no, no issues. And right after that meeting, they went to the, the FBI and just demanded that the FBI raid the place and take everything back. Okay, cool, fine, whatever. Maybe he broke the law. I don't know. I don't know what those rules are. Um, but what I do know is that you better have a really, really concrete argument for why you're going to go after the former president of the United States and the most likely political opponent for the current president of the United States. You better have an ironclad reason for that. And so far, we have not seen that. So far, we have not seen an ironclad reason for that to happen. We've seen a lot of flimsy arguments made by the left on why this was a good thing, a lot of heated arguments on the right of why it was a terrible thing. And the people in the middle seem to be saying, yeah, no, this was, this was bad. This wasn't good. It certainly doesn't look good for anybody. It doesn't look good. Here's the thing. The president said that he never, never even knew that this was going to happen, had no warning whatsoever. It just happened. Two things that I need you to understand with that statement. One, Either the president is so incompetent, which is a really good possibility, that he does not know what is going on in his own administration, or he knew and flat out lied. Either one of those. Neither is good. But those are the only two options that exist in reality. That's it. Those are the only two options. 
that's what Trump, what, what Biden has. Take it or leave it. Take, take your pick. Which one do you want it to be? Do you want it to be absolute incompetent boobery? Or do you want it to be absolute nefarious evil? Which one? Because that's what you got. Now, which one of those do you think is more likely? I think that just knowing Biden as we do, it's probably the absolute incompetent buffoonery. Probably that one. That's probably what, what it was, which is terrifying. That means that the administration has no leader whatsoever, or it has a leader that we had no say so in. That's not good. That's not what we want. Anybody who thinks that an administration who is unelected, who is unable to answer to us, to the, we the people, is a good thing, we, we got problems. That You need to rethink your opinion on that because that is not good. Now, here's the thing. The FBI is absolutely livid by what people are calling this as a raid. This, that, that's the term that people have used for a long time on these such occasions. But the media seems to be very upset for the FBI on that they're saying, you can't call it that. You can't call this. This is, a, this is a lawful execution of a warrant. In fact, MSNBC, I'm going to play this clip for you. MSNBC had a lot to say about this. So let's, let's watch this. They don't like the word raid. They don't like it. It sounds like it's some kind of, you know, extrajudicial, non-legal thing. It's the execution of a search warrant. It's a court-authorized search warrant. I'm sure we're now going to be in for days of ranting and raving. Even at CPAC over the weekend, there was a congressman from Arizona who called for the defunding of the FBI before this even happened. So we're in for more of that. I'm sure they're hunkering down for that. But the word raid, they don't like it. They, they want to say. I don't really care what you like. I don't care at all if you like this or if you don't. Because here's the thing right now beside me, if you're watching the video, you see me playing a video. This right here, this cops, the blue lights, the red lights, the flashing lights, the, the, the people in the vest and the armor, that is not normal for you to see the president in power, the party in power, sending their goons after their biggest political rival. That does not happen in the United States. That happens in tin pot dictatorships. Is that where we are? Is that what we've become? Is a tin pot, tin, uh, pot dictatorship? I sure hope not. Because I've grown accustomed to the freedoms that we have in our country, the freedoms that say you have the right to assemble, the right to religion, the right to speech, the right to press, the right to redress your grievances to the government, the right to keep and bear arms, the right to a speedy and fair trial, the right to face your accusers, the right to keep silent and to not incriminate yourself, the right to not have unreasonable searches and seizures. The right to be left alone by a tyrannical government. And yet here we are. I know that a lot of people are like, this is fear mongering. It's crazy. Look, I need you to understand if they are okay with going publicly after a political opponent, what makes you think that you are any better off 
See, people like me who are talking, who are putting our voices out there. Now, do, you, do I think that they're going to bother me anytime soon? Probably not. I don't think I have that big of a reach. Not yet anyway. We'll see. But I don't know about other people. Other people who you listen to, who you watch, who you read, who are saying this is wrong, this is evil. Why would they not harass them as well? Now, again, this may be that Trump absolutely broke the law. And if so, if the evidence is there, the trial happens, so be it. But here's what I know. Is I don't think the ironclad argument is there. Here's, here's the thing. No one has seen the warrant. No one's been given the warrant. How, how are you able as a citizen to fight for your rights if the, if the right that allows you to do it is being ignored? You have the right to not have unreasonable searches and seizures. And I think that having a warrantless search and seizure would be unreasonable. Now, I'm not saying that the the FBI broke the law here. I'm not saying that. I don't know. I am not a legal expert. But what I do know is this. You should have the right to see the warrant for why they're able to come and get you or come and take your stuff or come and search your house. Why are they able to do that? Now, here's the next thing that's interesting is that the judge, Bruce Reinhardt, has apparently been found by, uh, being reported by the Daily Wire, that it has been found that he was absolutely anti-Trump. And in 2017, when Trump made a tweet concerning John Lewis of District 5 of Georgia, who was a civil rights icon, a seemingly nice, nice guy, I've never met him, but seemed like a nice guy. I do not agree with most of his politics, but that's fine. You have that right. Um, I think that he did a lot of great things uh, for the black community and bringing them into the rights that they should have had their entire existence because they are inalienable rights from God that should be recognized by the government at all times. I think he did a great job helping to bring that, bring the country kicking and screaming into a more righteous place in history. I think he did a great job for that. I think that he absolutely had other things that he politically fought for that were just stupid. I mean, that's my opinion, but that's fine. Everybody's entitled to him. Trump degraded him with a statement saying, after John Lewis had made statements about how he thought the election had been stolen, things like that, Trump ended up tweeting and saying something along the lines of, actually, let me, let me read this for you. This is from a 2017 tweet by Trump. Quote, Congressman John Lewis should spend more time on fixing and helping his district, which is in horrible shape and falling apart, not to mention crime infested, rather than falsely complaining about the election results. All talk, 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 no action or results. Sad. That's what Trump said. At best, I think the state, the whole tweet is dumb. I think that it was wrong. I think it was stupid. I think it was childish. But apparently, Reinhardt went a step further. Again, Reinhardt is the judge who issued the warrant. 
he went a step further and said, quote, in response to this, quote, thank you, Robert Reich, for saying what many of us feel. John Lewis is the conscience of America. Donald Trump doesn't have the moral stature to kiss John Lewis's feet. That's the judge who issued the warrant to search President Trump's house. At very least, it proves that he is not impartial. At very least. I think it probably points to a little bit of a bias against Trump. I think at some point, whenever you have somebody with that much celebrity, you're bound to be unbiased, right? You might like them. You might hate them. It's hard to find people that aren't unbiased, that there are unbiased whenever you're dealing with a celebrity or a former president. But what we know is that he is absolutely not the straight-laced, unbiased, down-the-middle judge that people are wanting us to believe. That's just not the deal. That's not what happened. But here's the thing. The left is telling us the reason that this is a good thing is because it proves that no one is above the law. But here's the deal. Apparently, someone absolutely is above the law. Right now, I have playing a clip that shows Hunter Biden boarding Air Force One with his family going on vacation. Hunter Biden, who has a laptop filled with evidence proving he has broken many laws that seem to suggest he has incriminated himself, that seem to suggest that he has some corrupt connections with his father and other governments. All of this is in this laptop that the FBI has had for years, absolute years, and they're not being raided. Hunter Biden is not being raided. Now, we're being told that there might be an investigation that's going to happen at some point, maybe, possibly. But why? See, Hunter Biden has powerful allies that don't want that to happen. Hunter Biden has people in the right party that don't want that to happen. And yes, I mean that by the right party. Here's the thing. What we're finding right now is that if you do not believe a certain set of approved beliefs, the FBI will make your life miserable. It's just as clear as that. You can look and you can see this. There is no way to ignore it. There is no way to avoid this. The FBI is absolutely corrupted. It's politicized and it cannot be trusted. Now, I'm not saying that every single FBI agent that works in the department is bad. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that every single leader in the FBI is corrupt and evil and bad. That's what I am saying. That's what I mean. Not the agents, not the people on the ground, but the people who are absolutely leading this department. They are corrupt. They are evil. They are bad, for lack of a better word. They have allowed the politics of their, their, the beliefs that they carry, they've allowed that to influence the 
execution of justice. And that's not okay. Now, I keep telling you that the FBI has not given the, the, the Trumps or anyone else the warrant of why they were able to get all of this done, right? While they were able to search their, his house. Apparently, Judicial Watch and Albany Times Union newspaper have filed a motion to unseal the warrant and make it public to everyone to see. The judge who actually made the warrant has issued an order to make this happen. He has issued an order that says that they have to respond, that the FBI and the DOJ have to respond, I believe, by August 15th, by 5 p.m. to say why they don't have to do this, why they shouldn't do this, why it's a bad idea. There is little to no information about what they, what they were really looking for. We don't know. But what I know is this. I think we have crossed the Rubicon. I think we have gone to a point that there is no going back from. I think we are now in a place where the trust of our institutions will never return, ever. And that, that is the worst part of this. Sure, the the Democrats are going to get shellacked in November. And I think this is going to make it even worse. I think they're going to be beat to a pulp. But I don't think the Republicans are going to do anything to clean house. Even I think that they have signed the victory speech of Trump in 2024. I wish he wasn't running. I, I, I would prefer to go to DeSantis. That's where I would like to go but it doesn't look like I'm going to get what I want. There is no good from this for the Democrats, in my opinion. None. I think because the majority of Republicans do not trust the FBI and the majority of independents do not trust the FBI, there is no good turn here for for them. None. No good can come out of this for the Democrats. And yet here we are. They're trying to tell us that this is all good, that this is exactly what needs to happen, that this is exi- this is the best thing for them. I don't think it is. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to end well at all. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. I don't know what else to tell you. This, we have moved beyond anything we've ever seen in our country. And we've seen a civil war in our country. We have moved beyond that. We are on the precipice. We are on the knife's edge of the disillusionment of our country. On one side, you have people who say, F the Constitution. You know, on the other side, you have people who say, what does the Constitution say? Let's do that. Those are not compatible. They just aren't. I don't know who's going to win that fight, but there will be a fight at one point. At some point, this is going to become violent. 
we have irreconcilable differences. And until one side is put down permanently, there will be no peace going forward. And I'm not calling for this. I want to move forward in a peaceful manner. I want to move forward within the bounds of the law. But I'm just telling you where we're heading. Because when the people can't trust those who enforce the law to do that, I don't know what else to tell you. If we can't trust the government to uphold its end of the bargain, there's not much left here, guys. There's not much left. Now, the next thing I want to cover is something that Biden said. So as I'm recording this today, the information came out from July that what the inflation numbers were. Now, before I play that, let me give you the clip from Biden as he touts his victory in this situation. Danielle, thank you. Before I begin today, I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation in the month of July. Yeah. He said that there was zero percent inflation. Okay. Let's look and see what those numbers really were. According to NBC News, inflation reached 8.5%. 8.5%, guys. And he stated 0%. And he actually keeps going. And he keeps saying that it's 0%. Means some things got more expensive and some things got less expensive, but all told it was 0 percent. It wasn't a misspeak. It wasn't a a misstatement. It was intended. He lied to the American people yet again because the numbers are just that bad. Now that 8.5% is actually lower than June, which was revised up from 8.6% to 9.1%. NBC News spends this as relief for people, that it was lower inflation. Remember, June was thought to be 8.6%. They revised it up to 9.1%. Now we have 8.5%. Is that going to be 9% when we revise it up, when we get to September? Is that what's going to happen? Maybe. I don't know. I'm just tired of both parties lying to me. I'm tired of it. How about we just tell the truth? We don't make everybody pay for the government's mistakes. And whenever you're wrong, just admit it. It's not that difficult. Just admit when you're wrong. Everybody else has to do it. Why can't you? I just, I had to bring it up. I had to mention at this point, guys, you can kind of expect anything and everything from Biden, just kind of the way he's going to be. 
it's sad, really. It really is. But one day, one day, we might be done with Biden. He might get voted out. But I hope and pray that somebody better than him has taken office after that, because this is ridiculous. Literally, whatever Biden says, it's, it's the opposite. Whatever he does, the best option was going to be the opposite. He literally does every single thing wrong. I, I, want, I want to give him credit where I can. And if you can think of something that I should give him credit for, by all means, let me know. I will admit to that. Go for it. Let me know that information. But as it stands right now, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see that he's doing anything for anybody at this point. Whoever is still supporting him has got to be outside of reality. They have to be putting their head in the sand to still support him. I, I just, I don't see it. The, the, the polling numbers, I think, are higher for him than his reality. I think that he's got less approval than the poll numbers say, and the poll numbers are saying it's terrible. It's, it's just, it's bad. The next thing. Next thing I want to cover, I'm going, I'm trying to get through a lot of different things really quickly because we took so much time on the Trump FBI story. What I want to cover right now is a clip that I'm going to play. And I want you, online, those who are watching the video, I want you to pay close attention to the mother while this child speaks. I'll explain what I mean in just a second after that. Nine-year-old Kieran Clausen collects crystals. She dabbles in face paint, and she loves sports. What do you play? I did play volleyball, soccer, and I want to play basketball. To Kieran, who's transgender, it's not about racking up victories. I don't want to win any trophies for it, though. I feel like that's the the most unfair way to compete because it's not about winning. What's it about? Having fun with your friends for it, though. I feel like that's the the most unfair way to compete because it's not about winning. Kieran seems undeterred with a message now about her journey. Never stop being you. That's it. Never stop being you. There's so many kids that don't even have the opportunity to express who they really are. We are acknowledging more people as who they are than taking something away from somebody else. That. All right. So for those of you who could not see the footage that we just played, there is a young woman or a woman whose child is transgender. I am assuming as a boy transitioning to a girl, that seems to be the the case. It's hard to tell even from the, the footage. But if you watch as the child speaks, the mother is moving her mouth with every word the child is saying. Every single word. This kid was coached in what to say to the point that the mother is mouthing the words while he while while the kid says it. You cannot convince me that this kid ever wanted any of that. Ever wanted to be transgender. I think this kid just wants to be a normal kid. And the mother is 
I think the mother might have some form of Munchausen by proxy, which is the idea of harming someone to get sympathy. Uh, it, what what ha- what ends up happening is it, most often cases a, a a mother will convince everyone that, th- that their child is sick or in some sort of need of something um, that's never curable, never fixable, no matter what it is. So that the, the the mother then gets all of the sympathy for how hard the life is and how strong she is to do this. I'm not saying that it's just mothers. That's just the most common story that you hear with the title Munchausen by proxy. And it seems to be that that's what this is in this case, is that this mother wanted a transgender child, even though the child doesn't appear to want that. It's simply doing what they're told to the point of regurgitating verbatim practiced speech from their mother. This is just, it's beyond my comprehension as to how this can be okay. I just don't see it. This is child abuse. These children are being forced to change their bodies unnaturally. They're being forced to take medicines that are irreversibly damaging their bodies. They're being forced to have their bodies mutilated by their parents. And yes, I'm using the word forced very specifically because there are a lot of people who are like, no, it was the child. The child really wanted that. Yeah, but the child also really wanted to put their finger in the light socket. You didn't let them do that, did you? So why do you think that this is okay? Children will do stupid things all the time. It's what they, that's why they're children. It's what they do. And the, the idea that they, they know how you, they should live the rest of their life based on one whim and one thought of one person in one moment. There is no reason these kids should be being treated this way. And it's absolutely child abuse. And you will not convince me otherwise. I'm sorry, but you won't. I hope and I pray that this child is released from this insanity and the abuse of their mother as soon as possible so that they can get back to living, hopefully, a normal life for what's, what's left of their life. I just hope that's what happens. Now, the last thing I want to cover before I finish tonight, today, this, whatever you listen to this, whatever. The last thing I want to cover is very important. I put out a reel for my last episode where I talked about monkeypox and I gave you a quick tip on how to avoid contracting monkeypox. And it was simply this. Don't sleep with a bunch of guys who have slept with a bunch of guys and you won't get it. Well, I did a reel on Instagram of that clip and it got a huge explosion of traffic and everybody was really mad at me and called me homophobic and a bigot and hateful and all of these things. And I wanted to go and I wanted to come back and I wanted to clear the air on this and I wanted to explain what I meant. I meant exactly what I said. 
That's what I meant. And here's why. Here's why I tell you this. This is from NPR. NPR. This is their article. Question number one. Is it accurate to think of monkeypox as a sexually transmitted disease? Answer. Yes. Sexual contact is not the only way it is transmitted, but multiple lines of evidence indicate that during this outbreak, the primary way of virus spreading is through close physical contact during sex, in particular, sexual encounters among people who have anal sex. Right now, about 98% of monkeypox cases are in queer and gay folks folks, and our sexual networks. Of course, that includes trans and non-binary folks. Joseph Osmundson, a biologist at New York University who identifies as queer and is helping to lead the effort to stop the outbreak. Sexual contact is not the only way monkeypox is spread, points out infectious disease doctor Susan McClellan at the University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston, Texas. But she agrees with Osmundson, it is by far the most likely way in this current outbreak so far. Epidemiological data for the outbreak in Western Europe and the United States makes that clear, she says. We're not detecting many cases in kids and individuals who aren't sexually active. We're detecting cases mostly in individuals from networks with a lot of sexual encounters. One study published in the New England Journal of Medicine, researchers at the Queen Mary University of London analyzed records for about 500 cases of monkeypox in 16 countries during this outbreak. In 95% of those cases, the person most likely caught the virus through sexual contact, and more than 70% of the people had lesions, lesions on or around their genitals or anus. Lesions in those locations suggest contact in that region and spread through sexual encounters. Here's the deal, guys. Exactly what I said is exactly what I meant. And it has data to back it up. 98% of all cases are in the gay and bisexual community. Period. That's just what it is. And of the other 2%, they're almost entirely within people who have had sexual contact or close contact, so you've lived in the house with someone, close or sexual contact with someone who is in the gay or bisexual community. That's how this transmits. Almost no transmission has been detected from any other source, though it is possible that is all it is almost unheard of. Question two. On Twitter and TikTok and in casual conversation, I hear people worried about getting monkeypox from a handshake or even touching someone at a music festival or bus or even from an airplane seat. What is the risk of getting monkeypox this way? Here's where there has been a lot of confusion. So, yes, it is possible for monkeypox to transmit non-sexually. There are examples where people catch the virus through face-to-face interactions with someone or by touching a uh, contaminated surface. But data from this outbreak shows these routes of transmission are extremely rare in public settings. And when they do occur, it, is mo- it most likely happens when you live with an infected person. You have to have prolonged physical close contact to catch this virus. You just do. So my statement still holds. Don't sleep with a bunch of guys who have slept with a bunch of guys and your chances are greatly diminished for ever contracting the disease. It's as simple as that. You can be as mad at me as you want. 
you're still wrong. You will not be right in this case. You may not like it. You may hate it. But this is reality. It simply is what it is. There's nothing more anybody can do about it. Now, we're done with this episode. I have completed this. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I personally loved it. But it's time for me to say goodbye. Remember to like, share, subscribe, share with your friends. If you want to watch the show, it is on Spotify. Pay attention. It'll be on YouTube soon. But for now, my name is Zach. I'm the host of Zach's Fact Check. We'll see you guys next time.